It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Up and at them. Rise and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on. The coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. You're tuned in to the Back Row Morning Show, proudly a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. We're caffeine-fueled and ready to talk your ears off. This week on the show, we're going to take a look at everything that was announced at San Diego Comic-Con. But we've got plenty of other fun stuff before we dive deeper into that. Let's start by celebrating some holidays. Monday, August 1st is Spider-Man Day. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So this is celebrating the month that Spider-Man was introduced back in 1962 uh-huh. as a part of, uh, oh, what was it? Amazing Comics or something like that? I don't remember. Spider-Man is older than my parents. Well, huh? Yeah. When were your parents born? My mom was born in 66 and my dad was born in 63. Wow. My parents yep. are old. Well, yeah. My mom was born in 48. You're also the baby. <laughs> That's true. I am the baby. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> And it's also Worldwide Web Day. <laughs> it's w- the same w- day w- as Spider-Man Day. I know. Web day? I chuckled at That's that. That's hilarious. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think that it was probably planned. Somebody <laughs> somewhere was like, listen. Somebody back in 1962 was like, you know what? Eventually... They're going to have the internet. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, the other way around is what you're saying? <laughs> what I'm saying is when they decided we need to have a holiday celebrating the World Wide Web, celebrating the WWW, they were like, hey, Web, we got a Spider-Man day? We need to plan it on the same day. You know what? That makes more sense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Also, if you are watching with us on Twitch, then Matt is honoring the day by... Oh, that's not Spider-Man. This is a Superman, <laughs> Superman. <hat. laughs> I'm wearing a My Superman <laughs> Hey, there's a fact, though, about Spider-Man and Superman that I'm going to give you later. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Tuesday, August 2nd, is National Coloring Book Day. My son uh, <laughs> took a, a, an old Malinsky notebook of mine. Um, What's a Malinsky notebook? It's one of those hardback black notebooks that's got like the cream colored pages on the inside they were very popular for several years now walmart has their own knockoffs anyway my son took an old one of mine that was mostly empty and started drawing a whole bunch of pictures in it Uh this past week and he made himself a coloring book that he wanted to sell. He said, and he went up to, to Danger and said, hey, can we put this in Walmart so someone can buy it? Aww. <laughs> and my, my wife said, well, can I look at it? Maybe I want to buy it. And he goes, it's $2. <laughs> and I said, okay, I'm going to buy it, but I don't have $2 right now. And my son said, okay, well, when you get $2, you can buy it. And ha- you have to buy it. You can't get $2 from daddy and then <laughs> and then buy it because if that, that's daddy buying it and he has to color it. <laughs> 
it's the cutest thing. Funniest little coloring book, too. He did really good making all these different characters to color. And then he did some pages that are like fill in the blank. And you know, I was like, this is pretty clever. I was very, very impressed with his creativity. That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. You just need to, like, I don't know, keep doing that. Let him yeah. keep buying him just notebooks. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've done that. Uh, he's got tons of spiral notebooks and all kinds of things. He just keeps filling with stuff. Because he really could sell them. I mean. Eventually. One day. Yeah. I mean, you know how many people would actually be like, what? Eli did it, right? You said Eli? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Eli made this? Yeah, I'm going to buy it. Sure. It's not like anything great or grand, but I would buy one. KY, okay, well, thanks for that subscription 10 months in a row. He could make them as Christmas gifts for people. Yeah, that would be pretty cute, wouldn't uh -huh. it? Yeah. It really would. See? Okay. He's on to something. <laughs> it's also National Ice Cream Sandwich Day. Mm, you know, there are few ice cream treats that get me excited. Normally, I just want a bowl of ice cream. I don't want anything weird. Yeah. But an ice cream sandwich, especially just slightly melted, my goodness. No. One of the best things on the planet. No, not slightly melted. Because by the time you get down to the bottom of it, it's completely melted, and you just got this big old handful of... Maybe if you're eating it in the sun, I'm not going to eat it outside. Okie dokie. <laughs> How slow are you eating your ice cream sandwich? It's ice cream. It's cold. I can't eat it super fast. I'll get a brain freeze or my teeth will hurt. So when you get take, it and you start. I take half a bite every 10 minutes so I don't get a brain freeze. And by the time I get to the end, it's all melted. What's up with that? You've lost your mind. Anyway. Wednesday, August 3rd is Clean Your Floors Day. No, thanks. Really? Yeah. I love cleaning my floors. Why? Because we have four dogs and a cat. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess that that's makes why. Sense. And we <laughs> live next to a giant field that's full of dirt. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, okay. You have a legitimate point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's also National Watermelon Day. Mm, I love me some good watermelon with salt on it. Mm. I hate watermelon. It is my least favorite fruit. Mm -hmm. Even with salt on it? We've talked about this before. Have we? Even with salt on it, because I don't like having to work when I eat. And if you got to spit seeds out, even when it's a seedless watermelon, <laughs> you still get the texture from those white seeds that you don't want to chew or swallow. Even, yeah, I hate it. I hate it. I hate You're it. Ridiculous. <laughs> I mean. Get the texture from the white seed. Yes, you do. No. It's still a seed. It's not as hard as the black seeds, but it's still a different texture than the watermelon. <laughs> I don't even ever buy into them. <laughs> so few and small. Uh, DJ DeJane agrees with you. He says watermelon is gross. <laughs> Thank you. I like watermelon flavored uh, things. Which is but not I don't watermelon like you flavored. Eating watermelon. <laughs> The watermelon candy flavor and whatever is not watermelon. <laughs> Fun fact, though, I can grow watermelons really well. Yeah. I've got like 12 watermelons in the garden right now. Wow. Uh-huh. That's like me. I hate chili, but I can make a dang good chili. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See? Mm -hmm. uh, it's also National Grab Some Nuts Day. <laughs> I hate you I love for making me year. say this. I made you say it last year, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the holiday. <laughs> All 
almonds, <laughs> yeah. walnuts, cashews, peanuts, pecans. Not how healthy? Well, not peanuts, because those are not nuts. Cashews either. It's in the name. <laughs> but like the walnuts and almonds are all very good for your health. Grab a handful. <laughs> and then eat them. Don't just grab the handful and just walk just around. Just hold it. <laughs> I'm celebrating the holiday. Throw it at folks. Hey. Also, please make sure that it is of the edible nut variety. Don't walk around grabbing any other kinds of nuts or bolts or screws or anything like that. You might hurt yourself or someone else. <laughs> Leave somebody in a lot of pain. Um, oh gosh. Yep. You're welcome. <sighs> so Mo, you were gone to uh, the CR Summit. I was this past weekend. I was. How was that? Exhausting. Yeah. But great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I I thought I was under the impression that it was sh- going to be shorter. But it was the same amount of days, oh, wasn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. So I guess it was just the fact that they're only having one in the center of America as opposed to one on each coast. Yes, which I really don't. Well, I guess that is the center, isn't it? Tech- center, center enough. Yeah, yeah, center enough. Okay. I, I was going to say, I don't understand how that's the center, but <laughs> whatever. Yes. I also don't understand every other year the East Coast Summit is in Tennessee. Which is right. not... It's not quite on the coast, is it? No. <laughs> no, not... It's just over on that side. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. How, I mean, like, uh, how do you think it went compared to... Like, this was the first... Was this the first, like, full back since COVID uh, well, summit? they had a summit last year, but I'd, I'm not entirely sure how... What that was like. I know I, it was also partially online. It was. However, you could totally, also... It was totally online. As well as being yeah, which this one was also. You could buy virtual tickets to attend everything virtually instead of live. Yeah, Um, but it was very. It's just this very weird, odd kind of feeling because, in so many ways, it was summit. It felt just like summit. Yeah, but in so many ways, it wasn't summit. It didn't feel like summit. I think because we weren't at Saddleback right? like every other year. And, I mean, John wasn't there. So oh, gosh. I forgot. There oh, was that just made me this, instantly sad. Yeah. There was this, you could feel the absence. <laughs> yeah. So for every, anyone who's new who doesn't know what CR is, we talk about it pretty frequently on the show. Um, Celebrate Recovery is a, a faith-based 12-step program for kind of pretty much every every habit hang up or hurt you could have and there are programs with it all throughout the world uh thousands and thousands of programs uh, in different churches and areas and every year they have the summit which is essentially like a giant training uh meeting uh where roughly three to four thousand people come uh to each one of them uh to attend different classes different trainings and mm-hmm. and just have a a big kind of yearly celebration too. a lot of people just go because it's a a get together for everybody who's, you know, a leader and things. So, uh, we, we've gone to quite a few together. Uh, I went to a couple without Mo. Um, and then this was my kind of first official summit, I guess that I haven't been in leadership with CR. Yeah. So this is the first one I've been completely unaware of, uh, attending, but 
they're good. They're good events. They're fun events. Mm -hmm. They are. Lots of <laughs> and fun. John, who he, she mentioned, John is John Baker. John Baker was the the guy who built the founder. curriculum, mm -hmm. the founder of the program, uh, who passed away. Was it, 20, it was two years 20. ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah 2020. It was in 2020. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which was a bummer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so last year was the first official summit without John. Yeah. Um, and his son, Johnny, now is the lead mm -hmm. of Celebrate Recovery. Um, so last year, even Johnny was saying that they're just, it, it felt completely different. It didn't feel like summit. Maybe he kept saying, maybe that was just all on me because I felt this pressure, you know, to live up to his dad and to carry the torch in the way that his dad wanted him to. Um, but I still kind of felt that I, I don't know the right word to put on it. It was just like you just felt an absence. You it just didn't feel fully complete. Yeah. And the only way the I, I don't know, the only reason that would be is because of him. Because skit guys were there and Hosanna Poetry was there and every Jenny and John Everybody who Jenny you and Johnny to see. and Cheryl and yeah, yeah, I mean everybody was there except John. Man. And so, mm -hmm. Silver, thank you for that subscription. 15 yep. months in a row, you rock. <sighs> Did you I, learn anything new? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've been doing it for quite a while, but. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I will say one thing that is kind of encouraging is one of the, so they didn't do breakout sessions. Right. It was just kind of a main. Uh-huh. We had one main lots group. of different talks throughout the entire time. Um, and then they did what was these panel discussions. So for an hour, they would have four different, five different people up on the stage sitting in chairs and it was very laid back, kind of easygoing, but they would, there were three different panel discussions where they addressed three specific, oh, sorry, three specific parts of Celebrate Recovery. And mm. the very first one was, you know, on the small group guidelines. And so something that I found interesting was I think in all the panel discussions, regardless of what they were talking about, somebody each time really was kind of driving the point that we can't find ourselves being legalistic mm. when it comes to celebrate recovery. Right. Yes, the rules are there and they're there for a, a purpose. And, a, you know, it's been working for 30 years now. We're not going to change it. We're not going to make it different. But we do need to remember that we're going to err on the side of grace and not legalism. We're not going to be so strict within our, our rules and our guidelines. I want to say it might have been in 2020 when they did the whole all online version, where I remember somebody saying something along those lines of, look, if, if someone hands someone a tissue in the group, it's not your role as a leader to slap it out of their hand. Right. Thing like it's because that's coming from a place of yeah, you know, mm -hmm. great, you know, of sympathy, empathy. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, I yep. understand. Yep. I'm glad. I'm glad they're really still focusing on that because mm -hmm. that's a good a good place to start. Yeah. Because it it's hard. New new people who jump into this kind of program, most of which usually at least half of which I guess aren't believers, mm -hmm. you know, and, and stuff of that nature. It's, it's difficult to jump into a place of rules yeah. <laughs> like that. It really is. Yeah. So I can officially now say that I've been to Rick Warren's church and TD Jake's church. Oh, that's right. It was TD Jake's church. Hey, that's don't weird. make a face like that. That's don't weird. make a face like that. Listen, it's weird. Chris actually really liked the church and I will say the church itself 
kind of like we've said about Saddleback, it didn't feel like this mega church. It they, didn't feel like uh, gaudy. Right. right. They, it wasn't draped in gold. Exactly. <laughs> yep. It, from the outside, it kind of looks like a warehouse, which is the kind of church that I grew up in. Yeah. Um, and so you're walking up and you're like, is this really a church? Okay. And then you walk in and you've got a nice big sanctuary that looks like any other traditional sanctuary. That's good. Uh huh. So for the most part, it it didn't feel. Yeah, I like, don't see I don't see T D Jakes as a like a prosperity gospel preacher or anything like that. I just I know he some of his doctrinal things are a bit askew in my uh, opinion, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's bad. Yeah. Or anything. <laughs> yeah. Just a just a different just flavor. A few different, yeah, few that's, few different flavors. Uh, something really interesting did happen on the very last day within the last twenty minutes. The power went out. Oh, through the entire building. Oh, it was kind of crazy. So they did this thing. The last talk was CR from or like looking back at the past, taking a look at our present, and then looking towards the future. And so. What they did was Mary talked about the past. Mary Owen, she talked about the past. Mac came out and talked about the present. And then Jenny talked about the future, celebrate recovery in the future. As Mac is giving his talk, three different times his mic goes dead. And we just kind of think it's the last day. It's the last talk. Somebody dropped the ball and didn't charge all the microphones, you know. So three different times, Jenny has to run out and give him a new microphone. And it kind of makes for it was pretty comical. Sure. Yeah. You know, Mac is the one that's up there and he's like, not today, Satan, not going to happen. You know, it's pretty funny. But in reality, what was actually happening, it was the hottest week in Texas history, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I think the highest that we saw was 113 while Good we were there. Uh huh. Oh, thank you. And so, just because of the heat, all the energy that the building was using, something with the electricity, this and that, just, blah blah blah. Yeah. yeah. So the screen also starts to kind of flicker and everything's melting. Uh huh. <laughs> Do this kind of weird thing. But then Jenny comes out and she gives her talk and it's good for about 20 minutes. And then all of a sudden, everything goes black. Wow. And we're all sitting in this big sanctuary and Jenny's just kind of standing up there and she's like, what happens or what's happening? And I've got to tell you, I had a bit of paranoia for a few minutes because I was like, um, it's a lot of people in one central location. If somebody wanted to do something, they could, Yeah. you know? Anyway, um, but what ended up happening was on top of all of the electricity that we were using during the hottest week in in history, there was also a car who ran into a transformer. And so those two things paired together. Wow. Mm-hmm. So for the nailing on the cross, it was done in the dark. Everybody. Not a, not a person. Oh. Just so you're not aware. Yeah. You write down the things you're still struggling with. And then you know what to cross. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, it ended up being this really big kind of moving moment. Everybody took out their phones and turned their flashlights on. And the worship team came out to the stage and acapella with no microphones. Wow. Kind of. Yeah, we all cool. just sang. Uh-huh. That's you, cool. By the end of it, you wouldn't have known that the 
power was out because the room was just fully lit with all the all the flashlights from the phones and Johnny even came out at the end and he was like so just just so you guys are aware we're going to schedule this to happen every year because that was powerful <laughs> so power yeah. outage every last 20 minutes uh-huh. yep. <laughs> anyway yeah uh real quick update on myself so I took up all the time. Sorry, you did. So when, um, first of all, when when last we spoke, my janitor job was supposed to end no later than September first. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. I quickly realized I could not go all the way to September <laughs> because my my new role with LTN got underway, and I'm like, oh boy, I need a lot more time to focus on this. And so I, I sent in another email to the church saying, look, I, I, I was very optimistic about giving you a two month notice, but I really can't go that far. So I'm going to need to give you a two week notice from now. And so that would have put my last day on the seventh and they weren't doing themselves any favors because I had given my my two-month notice email, okay, at the beginning of July. Right. But I had also told them, everybody who needed to know two weeks before that, that, hey, this is coming. Right. And so, in my mind, they should have started this process then. Uh-huh. Come to find out, like, a week in to the two-month thing, that they haven't even updated, like, the janitor position job description yet. And so, they give it to me. Say, should I change any of this? I go through it, and I literally twenty minutes. I it's, I hand it back. Said, make all those changes, you'll be good to go. They wait another week to make those changes. Then they wait another week to decide. Oh, you know what? Instead of immediately posting this, we should probably meet with the personnel committee. And then I see a note saying, "Let's schedule a personnel meeting." Uh, meeting. This week or next week, which would be this week, the last week of uh, <laughs> of the, the uh, July, mm-hmm. or next week, which I guess is this week by the time you're listening to this on the radio, the first week of August. I'm like, I really was hoping to be done August 1st. That last, like, August to September was supposed to be a in case of emergency and you can't find anybody, not a, like, just, you know, consider it <laughs> another month. So I send that email saying, hey, I, I got to be done by August 7th. And I get back, ooh, that might put us in a bind. I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> you you should have known done, that. You hadn't done nothing yet. <laughs> but, but what I said, put I, you in a bind? I said, I can, I, can, I can help, but I need somebody else to carry the main load. Uh, so anyway, fully expecting to uh, still work through the 7th. And I got a call saying, nope, we found somebody. So. August 1st, you can be done. Hey. So they didn't find a new hire, but they found somebody to take it in the interim until they go through the process. So I'm uh, I'm excited. I get to be done as of as of this recording, which we're recording on, on the Friday night before you're hearing this. I have one more day to clean, and that's tomorrow, and then I'm done, and I'm so excited to be done with this job. Very grateful to have had it. Very ready to be done with it. That's fair. <laughs> But then that's the last fair. thing that's happened this week has made me really sad. <gasps> mm-hmm. My uh, youngest son, Johnny, went to get his uh, school haircut, which we did the same thing with Eli. Eli had really long hair, 
and we gave him a normal haircut for school, you know, cut on the sides and back and everything. And we did the same thing with Johnny. Now, Johnny has really curly hair, too. So we still left, like, the curls. On th- it almost kind of looks like Cannon's haircut did mm-hmm. for a while. Yeah. Curls on top, but just, you know, mm-hmm. cut around the sides. He looks so grown up. Uh, it just happened today. I wanted to cry as soon as I saw it. it. looks really good, but it's like, this is the solidifying moment. This is what I remember being sad about with Eli. Yeah. Like, he's not a little kid anymore. He's a big kid now, mm-hmm. and I don't like it. I'm a big kid now. <laughs> Very sad. So I really thought Thanks that you were bits, going... DJ. I really thought <laughs> that you were going to say that the uh, what happened this past week that made you really sad was Natalie turned one. Natalie did turn one, but that didn't make me sad. I'm very happy. I've been very happy with the one-year-old transitions for every one of my kids because that's kind of when you stop worrying about SIDS, (laughs) and I'm a very big worrier. (laughs) My word. She's freaking adorable, and she's small. She's so much smaller than the other two boys have been, so she still feels like a really little little baby. Let me tell you why it made me really sad. Why? Because I still haven't met her. Have you not met her yet? No. Wow. I know. Has it never worked out? No. That's crazy. I know. <laughs> well, you should swing by during her birthday party this weekend. Okay. <laughs> we just invited the other little babies' families, but <laughs> you could swing by and meet her. Okay. Sounds Oriel, good. Oriel says she, he also hasn't met her yet, so don't well, feel bad. <laughs> I mean... At this rate, I'm going to end up meeting her when everybody else meets her at LTN Con. So. She's not coming. <laughs> My family's not coming to the event. My family's going to go do other things in Louisville while I'm at the event. Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Uh, really quick, I need to address uh, DJ J. Shane, I believe is what who it say? was. Um, there is absolutely nothing wrong with Tennessee. That is actually where we call home. However, it's not the East Coast. So that, oh, that's all that's that we all were, we're saying. saying. Yeah. Also, it stinks. I'm just kidding. Tennessee does not stink. I loved, actually, when that, that was the last big stop that we made on our Dangerous and My big uh-huh. second honeymoon drive across the country. And uh, we stopped at Nashville for the last two nights, I think. Anyway, it was great. That See, was my favorite place. And to me, that's not even Tennessee. Like, you're uh, right on the, the edge. Fine, but it was still Tennessee. really cool. You got to go to the <clears throat> east, East Tennessee. <laughs> anyway. Thank you for Tennessee shaming me. Here trying Anytime. to here trying to compliment the state. And okay, well, you went to the sucky place though. But I didn't no, say I that. that. That's where I wanted to go. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> now it's time for our weird news updates. Here are three real news stories you may not have heard. First up. Uh, A gamer has posted a $20,000 bounty to beat the very hardest mode of Halo 2 without dying, a feat that no one has accomplished in its nearly 20 years of existence. Game streamer Charlie Critical White announced last week that he was uh, he will reward twenty thousand dollars to anyone who completes a deathless solo playthrough of the Halo Two campaign at the maximum difficulty setting with special game modifiers that make the game even harder. Uh, so he says this was kind of like my Willy Wonka moment, but instead of inviting you all to a chocolate factory, I invited you into an insane asylum. <laughs> The challenge I issued was perhaps the hardest challenge that currently exists in all of gaming. It is a challenge that has been completed by zero people in 18 years. I really wanted to try and push the human race towards greatness. I wanted to witness history being made. 
So in the Halo series, legendary mode is the hardest setting, forcing players to shoot endless streams of bullets at near-invincible aliens that mock you as they kill you again and again. But it also gives you the best cutscenes. <laughs> there are also skulls that the players can find hidden throughout the game that make things harder. For example, one skull takes away your heads-up display, giving you zero clue where you are aiming or how much ammo you have. Another gives you near impossible enemies twice your near impossible to kill enemies twice as much health. Yet another causes enemies to chuck grenades at you at the speed of a machine gun. <laughs> You can see how this might be insanely hard, which is why no one has beaten the game with all the modifiers since it came out in 2004. So at first, White offered 5000 for the challenge, and after seeing no one complete it for three weeks, he raised it to 20000 to encourage people to keep attempting it. <clears throat> um, White reports the sad statistics of the runners of the challenge so far. 99% have not beaten the first level. 80% did not get past the first two rooms of the first level, including White himself. Only four of the runners have beaten the first level. Only two of those four runners have beaten the first level more than once. Okay, then. And they have to beat the whole game. Yeah. <laughs> well. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Somebody out there is going to be good enough. But... I don't know when. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Number two. Police say people pretending to play the violin for money is a nationwide issue. So police across the country have been warning the public about people pretending to play violins to solicit donations, a trend that appears to have reached uh, several states all across America. After getting a tip from a concerned viewer in West Michigan, News Channel 3 found a man appearing to play violin outside a Target store. Uh, as he performed, he stood next to a sign that read, Dad with three kids, please help pay food and rent. Uh, when News Channel 3 approached him and asked him about his performance, a woman sitting beside him said that they don't speak English. As a man was holding his violin down with his bow away from the strings, violin music began to play from a speaker hidden behind him. After telling the man that some viewers were concerned about him pretending to play the violin to solicit money, News Channel 3 asked him for his perspective. He responded that he does not speak English. Uh, noticed a sign asking for donations is in English. They asked him who made the sign. The man then packed up and left the shopping center without further comment. Uh, there's also a Instagram account that they run <laughs> on the sign. Uh, police and officials across the country have been warning public about similar performers. Uh, the... Springfield Township uh, Sheriff's Department says this is a nationwide problem and we're addressing it uh, in our area. These are not your neighbors in need. We've seen license plates from Texas, Virginia, Illinois, and they aren't real musicians. The violin music is recorded. Please call the Sheriff's Dispatch for the scam and don't reward them with a donation. So essentially what they're saying is that most of these people are coming in from other areas and just basically driving around the country. What states did you say? Setting up. Uh, this one listed Texas, Virginia, and Illinois as the license plate of the vehicles. Why? <laughs> Why the face? WTF? Why Illinois. The face? Illinois. Illinois. I'm sorry. I say it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Brother Ma said Mo heard the S in Illinois is not being silent. Illinois! <laughs> Illinois. Three times. I heard it three times. <laughs> Uh, Illinois. 
Ay-ay-ay. So essentially, this this goes on and continues on with uh, different sheriff's messages from other things. And all the messages tend to go on to make a point that we're not encouraging you not to give to panhandlers or people like that. But we are encouraging you to make sure that these are actually people in the community that are in need. Yeah, be and wise. And not just people driving around the country basically collecting money and showing off their Instagram accounts of them not playing the violin. But there are photos. There are photos of of dozens of these people from all around the country all almost exactly doing the exact same thing. A lot of them have what looks like to be uh, electric uh, violins mm -hmm. yeah. plugged into a speaker. But again, they're still not playing the violin. It's all <laughs> coming through the speaker as pre-recorded stuff. That's just, I mean, do you need a gimmick like that? I don't know. Maybe some of them feel like they do. And maybe some of them are actually from those communities. You know, you don't want to just paint with a wide brush and say that they're all scammers or whatnot. But it's it seems icky. Yeah. <laughs> Last one. You're going to like this one, Mo. Okay. Chess robot grabs and breaks the finger of a seven-year-old opponent. What? <laughs> and it's even better because it's like almost, it's almost like the robot chose to do it on purpose. Played by humans, chess is a game of strategic thinking, calm concentration, and patient intellectual endeavor. Violence does not usually come into it. The same, it seems, cannot always be said of machines. Last week, according to Russian media outlets, a chess-playing robot, apparently unsettled by the quick responses of a seven-year-old boy, unceremoniously grabbed and broke his finger during the match at the Ma Moscow Open. Uh, the president of the Moscow Chess Federation said the robot broke the child's finger. Uh, <laughs> this is, of course, bad. <laughs> The video of the, night, the July 19th incident published by Baza Telegram Channel shows the boy's finger being pinched by the robotic arm for several seconds before a woman followed uh, by three men rush in, free him, and usher him away. Uh, the robot appeared to pounce after it took one of the boy's pieces. Rather than waiting for the machine to complete its move, the boy opted uh, for a quick response, uh, or, uh, yeah, to take the piece back. <laughs> <laughs> the guy said there there are certain safety rules for uh, and the child apparently violated them when he made his move he did not realize he, uh, he first had to wait this is an extremely rare case and the first that I can recall uh, <laughs> the uh, the child made a move and after that uh, we need to give time for the robot to answer, but the boy hurried and the robot grabbed him. Either way, he said, the robot suppliers are going to have to think again as to how it's going to handle itself. People rushed to help the, uh, and pull out the finger of the young player, but the fracture could not be avoided. <laughs> I love how it's the kid's fault. Right. <laughs> I... The, the boy's figure is put in a plaster cast. Uh, did not seem to overly traumatize him. The child played the very next day, finished the tournament, and volunteers helped to record the moves. Uh, his parents, however, have reportedly contacted the public prosecutor's office. We will communicate, figure it out, and try to help in any way we can, he said. Uh, 
who said that this was a coincidence and the robot is absolutely safe. <laughs> the machine, which can play multiple matches at a time, had reportedly already played three on the day it encountered Christopher. Uh, <laughs> it performed in many opens, and apparently children need to be warned. It happens. <laughs> it's, the it's all the child's fault. <laughs> Did somebody did somebody encourage that that gentleman to play around of chess with the robot? Oh, I don't understand man. how I'm. I guess I, really I do understand. I do understand. I have to take into account where this was being held. Mm, mm, yeah, going there. Uh -huh. We're taking yeah. a deep here. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I love how the it was the game commissioner, right? Yeah, it was like this. Obviously, is bad. <laughs> this is obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly an issue. Right. Uh. <laughs> so not quite a robot uprising, but, you know. That's how it starts. That's how it starts. <laughs> you move too fast. Have more etiquette. <laughs> That'll teach you to touch your beach too fast. I'm... <laughs> You'll move slower now that it hurts to grab the pieces. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Now, Mo and I are nerds of several flavors, but we're also nerds for several flavors. Here are 15 new junk food items recently announced or spotted on shelves and menus. Oh, it's almost Halloween's time. Say what? We're getting what? there really close, really, really close. We got ghoulish green Halloween candy coming out. We got uh, the return of M&M's Ghoul's Mix, which is just... Green M&M's. Green, and purple, white. and oh. orange. I think those are the colors. Uh, Twix, though, is coming out with Twix with a green cookie. Ghoulish green cookie. And Snickers with ghoulish green nougat. So those are two new things, and that's going to be in a big Halloween bag to give away. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, little minis in green. I mean, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, it would be even funnier <laughs> if they don't label it any differently. They just keep <laughs> just the label, label the, same. the same, and then when you take a bite into it, you see this green, and you're like, what is happening? Yeah. Thank you for the bits, DJ Shane, yeah. for crazy candies. Uh, Frosted, you know what else is time for, Mo? Whoa. It's time for fall. We're almost getting there. Yeah. The school's starting soon. Everything. Frosted Mini Wheats coming out with pumpkin pie spice cereal. Okay. And Special K's coming out with a pumpkin spice Special K. I think they've had the special, I think they've had both of these before, but they're they're all coming to shelves like this week. Awesome. Yeah. Let's so do it. If you're, if you're one of them pumpkin people. This one, Mo, is very interesting to me, and I want to track them down. I wish we had a Five Below here, because Five Below is selling Oscar Mayer gummy hot dogs and gummy Lunchables. And these are full-sized, full-packaging, everything. The Lunchables look like a box of Lunchables. <laughs> and they're like gummy crackers, gummy meat, the gummy cheese. The hot dogs are full-size? Hot dogs are full-size hot dogs. <laughs> DJ J. Shane, thank you for that next round of 25 bits for Freaky Fall. I was just at Five Below last week. <laughs> well, see? Mm -hmm. Dunkaroos, which uh, I had, I bought a pack of Dunkaroos, the regular, like the original version with the frosting and the sprinkles in it, mm -hmm. and then the chocolate frosting version for my huh. boys. Yeah. 
couple weeks ago and let them experience them for the first time. Mm-hmm. They loved them. We put them in the kids' stockings this past Christmas, and they were <laughs> yeah, yeah, their fans. Yep. Doug Roos is coming out with a new orange sherbet frosting mm. version, which, hmm. I Sounds mean, good to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, new Cena Fuego Toast Crunch. What? <laughs> will be available exclusively on Walmart's website starting Friday, August 2nd. Spicy Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I might be about this. Now, it doesn't come in a box. It only comes in the bags, like the little half bags, like the snack bag size. But still. I mean, I guess, but... <laughs> It's harder to find the bags than it is. Well, again, it's going to be on a website, only on the website. Oh, so oh. you got to order it there anyway. All right, whatever. <laughs> Smart Foods coming out with a Frank's Red Hot flavored popcorn. Sonic's coming out with a churro shake, I believe, this week. A churro shake with big old pieces of churro in it. I've lost all hope in churro flavored <laughs> Churro flavored things. <laughs> Trident's coming out with new Trident Mega, double-sized pieces of gum and spearmint and tropical twist flavors. Best Made, which makes, you know, those pickles, hamburger pickles. Best Made? Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's coming out with a line of pickle beers in four flavors. Bread and Butter Pickle Beer, Spicy Pickle Beer, Bloody Mary Pickle Beer, and Chamoy Drip Pickle Beer. So. Okay. If you're in the market. I mean. <laughs> Icy is releasing a summertime flavor of lime. We're at the end of summer. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. But it's happening. <laughs> okay. Icy, you're, you're a bit behind. Whatever. Look, the guy just had the idea last week. I know. <laughs> it's summer. We got to come out with something. <laughs> summertime lime. Sounds good. <laughs> Bust a lime. <laughs> Uh, Bluebell ice cream. This has already been in stores for a couple weeks, but they have come out with an oatmeal cream pie ice cream. Okay. Which looks real good. If there is any ice cream brand who can do really obscure flavors really well, it's Bluebell. Bluebell, for sure. All right. We got a a big one here from Pizza Hut. They've come out with new oven-baked pastas. Now, I know what you're thinking. They already have oven-baked Didn't they pastas. already have oven-baked pastas? Yes, they did. But these are new? But these are kind of different, <laughs> I guess. Okay. Chicken Alfredo, which they already had. New creamy Alfredo sauce, pasta, grilled chicken, cheese, shredded Parmesan, and Parmesan oregano seasoning. Uh, essentially, mostly the biggest change, at least for the Alfredo and the Italian you know, meats one here, is the seasoning. They haven't really had like a seasoning, but it's like a topping that they've made for this. Okay. Uh, Italian meats, sweet tomato sauce, pasta, pepperoni, Italian sausage, cheese, shredded Parmesan, Parmesan oregano seasoning. Then they got the cheesy Alfredo, which this is one they didn't offer, which is just noodles and Alfredo sauce with two layers of cheese, including Parmesan on top. No chicken or meat of any kind. Okay. And then uh, the other new one is the veggie pasta. Sweet tomato sauce, pasta, green peppers, onions, tomatoes, black olives, cheese, and all the rest. Okay. So, I mean, if you're in the mood for, I've watched, I've watched a few reviews and, you know, all of them basically say the same thing. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's fine. It's not going to make pasta. (laughs) It's not going to blow your mind, but it's good. If if you're getting pasta from a pizza place, might as well be this. So. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Give it a shot. Wiener Schnitzel, who um, tends to go 
a bit wacky with some of their their temporary menu items on occasion is uh, doing the new barbecue luau menu. Okay. Now this consists of a luau barbecue luau burger, barbecue luau dog, and barbecue luau fries, which is usually the trifecta that they go for. Mm-hmm. And the topping for these things is pineapple, diced bacon, grilled onions, and like a kind of barbecue sauce. Okay. On all of those things. Sounds good to me. I mean, I'm oh. not a fan of the pineapple, but if that's what... I think it sounds delicious. I know. Yeah, I know a lot of people like that mixture of flavors. So. When we went to Tennessee back in March, uh, Cannon, we stopped in a Brahms, and Cannon got a burger that has kind of that luau same feel. Yeah. He loved it. And I got to tell you, it smelled and looked really delicious. Yeah. Okay. If he was the kid that let me share food with him, I would have stole a bite, but <laughs> he doesn't share food. So. Well, I'm usually not down for any kind of that balderdash. Uh, pizza Hut South Korea, you love these. Oh, they're my favorite. Has come out with a pizza bowl that is topped with topped and filled with cheese, boneless chicken, pineapple, and garlic. Does this sound good? <laughs> a garlicky pineapple? <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, garlic and pineapple. Do they work together? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. That doesn't seem right. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's okay. I don't necessarily know that I would call it the pizza bowl. Well, I believe it's also got sauce and, well. Yeah, but still, be the only chicken, other thing. pineapple, <laughs> and garlic. Like, Oh, I'm sorry. I remember what it is now. The pizza bowl is the crust is the bowl. It's like a deep dish bowl. Okay. That they've made. And then they just put all that stuff in it. I mean, that's cool. That's a really neat idea. Yeah. I could get on board with it. Right. It's like a. I forgot. The, the taco image. salad. Yeah, similar. Uh-huh. Yeah. But or still. Or like a bread bowl from. Is this the only America. pizza bowl that you can get? I believe so, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, DJ Shane, thank you for the 125 bits. For uh, Nashville hot chicken, anything is fire. Did I say Nashville hot chicken? Anywhere? I I don't remember hearing Nashville (laughs) hot chicken. That's Frank's red hot popcorn earlier. Anyway. That's okay. Lastly, (laughs) we got branches. Brocks. Brocks. There's no N, Matt. There isn't. For goodness sakes, you've been learning this lesson for three years now. There's no end. Exactly. Brock's Tailgate Candy Corn is coming out, Mo. Okay. With flavors like fruit punch, vanilla ice cream, popcorn, hamburger, and a hot dog. Matt? Mm-hmm. I realize we haven't done taste tests in a while. That's a special occasion. Okay. So. Okay. If either of us find this bag, we must find it. Okay. If either of it. us find it or if anybody else <laughs> finds anybody it else and finds sends it our way, way just yeah, let okay, us know. Because we will do this taste test yeah. just for you on Twitch and likely YouTube later. Yeah. Because, who boy, a hamburger or hot dog flavored candy corn. I'm sure to, to make me Sure to make me throw up. 
<laughs> I kind of want to mix the fruit punch and vanilla ice cream. Ooh, that sounds good. Right? Yeah. Can I tell yeah, you, yeah. in high school, I used to get a bowl of vanilla ice cream and then take a packet of Kool-Aid. Really? And sprinkle it on top of the vanilla ice cream. Uh -huh. That also sounds really good. It's so yeah, delicious. if anyone sees Brock's tailgate candy corn, they usually sell these at like Walgreens. That's I've seen I've seen okay. that I saw the taco truck ones at Walgreens and Albertsons, which is one of the United grocery stores. So if you see them in any of those places, I don't think Walmart ever carries them because that's too niche of a product for their yeah. stores, I guess. But anyway. Uh yeah. Interesting stuff. Mm -hmm. Welcome to The Lightning Round, brought to you by Moviga. I'm Steven with your weekly source for all things movies, video games, and more. Now grab your ponchos and let's catch up on this week's news. Tons of Marvel news from San Diego Comic-Con, Black Panther, Guardians of the Galaxy, Return of Daredevil, so much stuff. Go look up San Diego Comic-Con news, there's too much to say here. The Black Panther trailer, honestly my favorite trailer in a very long time, so go check it out. Apparently, Jon Favreau tried to convince the Russo brothers to spare Tony Stark in Endgame by calling them to say it would, quote, devastate people. He was right. MGM has lost the rights to the Tomb Raider franchise, which means the potential sequel starring Alicia Vikander is definitely not happening. So if you were one of the four people to see the movie, sorry, you're not getting another one. The Drago fam is getting a spinoff. Ivan and his son appeared in Creed 2 as the main antagonists, and it looks like they'll be getting their own movie to explore their relationship even further. I love Creed 1, I love Creed 2. The Dragos were pretty cool in Creed 2. Uh, there's definitely more to explore there, so sure, let's see it. Ben Affleck is confirmed to return as Batman in Aquaman 2. What is happening? He keeps quitting, then coming back, and quitting, and coming back. Quit toying with us. Also, just give us Henry Cavill Superman, please. That's what all of us want. Dude, there's like four Pinocchio movies releasing soon. What on earth? Anyway, Guillermo del Toro's version just released a trailer, and this one's stop-motion animation, and Ewan McGregor is voicing Jiminy Cricket. I love all those things, so I'm definitely going to check this one out. Bungie has announced an upcoming Destiny showcase. Uh, maybe they'll announce some Lightfall DLC? I don't know. We'll see what happens. You guessed it, another game delay! Remember that awesome Knights of the Old Republic teaser? Well, that's getting delayed too, following an abrupt firing of the art director and design director. The KOTOR remake has been delayed indefinitely, which means get comfortable because it'll be a few years. 12 rounds fans rejoice! John Cena is in Fortnite! Uh, I was going to make a joke about not being able to see him, but... Uh, Rumors are going around saying that the new GTA 6 game, whenever it comes out, will continually update with new cities and missions over time. I think I'm down with this. GTA Online has shown Rockstar the power of ongoing games, so it makes sense that they want to bring that into the next entry into the series again, whenever that comes out. Well, it looks like the storm has passed. Be sure to check out the Moviga podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to podcasts, where we're talking all things movies, video games, and more. I'm Steven, and thanks again for joining me this week for The Lightning Round. Hi, I'm Mark with The Thoughtful Gamer, and this is Reviews of the Nerds. Can't Stop, the board game, might be old news for some of you. Designed in 1980 by the legend Sid Saxon, it's a game night staple for many. 
I first played it a few months ago, so I'm here for all of you in the state of ignorance I was in back then. Can't Stop is grounded in the mathematics of probability and nothing else. It's kind of like craps. On your turn, you roll four dice and choose two pairs. Their sums are the two numbers you advance up a track. You then get a choice. Lock in those advancements and stop or cease being a cautious wimp and remind yourself of the name of the game. If you roll dice that cannot add up to any of the three numbers you've been advancing that turn, you go bust and everything you've worked for is lost. Once you've already rolled a couple of times, the dice become familiar. It wouldn't let you down, right? I mean, there are four of them. No combination of four dice are going to give you one of the numbers you want? Crazy talk. Plus, you've already committed to this turn, so you might as well see how it plays out, so you push it a couple more times. Now you've got a significant investment hanging in the balance. One bad roll and it all disappears. Do you play it safe? Slow roll it? Of course not. It's called can't stop, not stop if you have doubts. You stop only when it's irresponsible not to. Everyone in this game, without knowing it, demarcates the acceptable rules of engagement, the social contract that dictates the proper parameters of shame. Can't Stop is a smartly made stupid game. It's all id. In the modern board gaming context, it stands out as an anomaly, something you'd expect to find glammed up in a casino. It's the idea of push your luck stripped of all the non-essentials. I was going to write there's not much to it, but that's not exactly accurate. It's everything it wants to be, and nothing more. Thanks for listening. Again, I am Mark with The Thoughtful Gamer. You can see everything I do at thethoughtfulgamer.com. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. Now it's time for Mo's Fascinating Facts. Are they fascinating? Fascinating? Fascinating. That's the new name. Mm. <laughs> I want to be fascinated. Okay. Mm. Well, uh, <laughs> the correct way of writing Spider-Man's name is actually Spider-Man. Correct. Uh-huh. Stanley specifically placed a hyphen to avoid confusion with Superman. Okay. Did not help. <laughs> Clearly. Clearly did not help. Because <laughs> she thought I was wearing a Spider-Man hat earlier. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> it's the black and red coloring that threw me off. Yeah, like, this is the Kingdom Come Superman logo. So there's no blue there's no, in there. There's no blue or yellow in it. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> I feel like I get a pass for that one. I mean, no, because all of Spider-Man's logos are shaped like spiders. <laughs> Listen, it was black and it was red. And the second that I saw that it was actually an S inside of a diamond or whatever it is, I was like, oh, wait, that's not Spider-Man. <sighs> no passes. Whatever. <sighs> Thanks to Color Me Book, you can order a personalized coloring book that will feature your own photos. So after you upload your images, a team of designers hand trace them and turn them into pages of a customized coloring book. The only thing better than taking a selfie is coloring in your selfie. Wow. Isn't that cool? That's interesting. How did you do that? I have the ability to do it on my end as well. Good. <laughs> For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, I switched the camera to focus on Mo because she forgot to do it. I saw it out of the corner of my eye all of a sudden. 
Uh, I willed it. <laughs> that, that, it kind of it kind of scared me for a minute. With Professor X you, on this computer. How did you do that? <laughs> Watermelon is ninety two percent water, giving it its name and making it a perfect refresher for those hot summer months. For those who enjoy watermelon, I do not. You mean perfect humans? For all the good humans out there who enjoy watermelon. There are no perfect humans. There was only one. Well, we're closer. We're closer than the non-watermelon lovers. I think maybe you have some soul searching to do there, Matt. All right, Mo, I've got a couple would you rather scenarios for you. Okay. We're going to talk them out and see what we both think. Okay. Number one. Okay. Would you rather have hands for feet? Or feet for hands. Hands for feet. Without a doubt. Explain. Um, because I feel as though, like, your hands can still function in the same way that, that feet can. Like, they... I can't explain it. I don't know how to explain it. But in order for your feet to function like hands, that it, they don't... What's the word I'm looking for? They don't transfer? No, they don't. They don't. They're not interchangeable when it comes to what you need them to do. Right. Yeah. Like, I feel like you can walk on your hands more easily than you can grip with your feet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hmm I mean, monkeys have figured it out, right? Exactly. I mean, it can't be, can't be all that difficult once it's your only option. Yeah, and to be fair, there are a lot of people whose feet look like hands already, so. <laughs> feet, hands. Um, but the issue will be, like, where will you find shoes? <laughs> there are no hand shoes. Just wear gloves. <laughs> have you ever, have, have you not seen Vibrams? They look like gloves for your feet. I have, yeah, but they, but they, they won't look, function like They gloves. look like gloves for your feet. I used to, like I used to wear them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that those weird things? It was like every toe mm-hmm. is in its individual. Ugh, yeah. No, Ugh, gross. Huh? I don't even like that with uh, socks, <laughs> the toe socks. Ugh, so gross. side story that I'll take. Super quick, okay. but Cannon just told me the other day we did go through this phase where all of us wore Vibrams all the time, and it was when we first moved here. And so the boys in kindergarten and first grade, they had a pair of Vibrams that they wore. And Cannon was like, "Mom, I hated those shoes; they hurt my feet so bad." And I can remember going to recess within the first couple weeks of school and asking my teacher if I could take my shoes off because my feet were hurting. And she said, "No, you can't take your shoes off because there's stickers. You'll get stickers in your feet." Well, we had just moved here; we had no idea what stickers were, and especially Cannon at five years old in kindergarten had no idea what I love stickers. stickers. Were. That's exactly <laughs> what he said. He was like, "Mom, I legit looked at her and said." I love stickers. I don't care if I get stickers on my feet. So I took my shoes off and I went running and I got stickers all in my feet. (laughs) And then she was mean when I came crying saying I have pokey things in my feet. And she said, yeah, I told you you were going to get stickers. (laughs) So we all know what stickers are. It should come as no surprise that after that year of schooling, I homeschooled my boys. (laughs) Yeah. So anyone who doesn't know what a sticker is, it's like a little... Tiny goat head uh-huh. looking thing just comes from one of our weeds in the the southwest here. Yeah, 
And uh, yeah, they'll stab you. They'll stab you deep. Yeah. They'll stab you deep. They'll stab you good. KY says, why that's would a teacher that's call called. stickers? <laughs> that's what we call them. <laughs> right. They are called stickers, but I do agree with KY here. Like, why, why would an elementary school teacher call them stickers? Why would a kindergarten teacher call them stickers? Why would a kindergarten teacher in a military community where people who aren't from the area live call them stickers? Like... Darwin, baby. Survival of the fittest. She should have <laughs> she should have been wiser there. All right, number two, would you rather would you rather get diarrhea on vacation or get diarrhea the day of the big presentation at work? <laughs> the day of the big presentation at work. So, like, this is, like, your big thing you've been working on for months mm -hmm. might signal whether or not you keep your job in the next six months or not, mm -hmm. and you'd rather have it right then? Yeah. <laughs> we can reschedule a presentation. No, we no, can, no, 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 no. Yes, we can. That's not what this yes, is Yes, you saying. can. You I'm can saying you're in the, I'm saying you're in the middle of the presentation, and uh -uh. it hits. It says... The day this is my question. of a big presentation. <laughs> this is my I'm question. rescheduling the big you presentation. I'm calling in because I've got COVID. I'm sick. We gonna reschedule. You can't reschedule vacation. We went on vacation with hand, foot, and mouth. You can't. <laughs> we went on a cruise with hand, foot, and mouth. You're the worst person. The worst kind of person, right there. <laughs> That's awful. That's Listen, that's terrible. That though. was that was ten years ago. Oh, okay. That was so it's fine. Ago. Yeah, <laughs> it was a decade ago. Oh, you're forgiven. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's immune systems were much stronger back then. They're all fine. <clears throat> yeah. Downside for things that we love. Each of us has a recommendation of something we think is awesome. Mo, what do you got? You're gonna roll your eyes at me. I do that frequently. Big Brother. I'm not going to roll my eyes at you for one reason. The first season of Big Brother was awesome. And I loved every minute of it. Yeah. And so I will give that one reality show a pass. <laughs> so do you know how old we were when season I was, one came out? I was at least middle school, I think. Actually, we were 15. So we would have been freshmen the summer going into our sophomore year. I looked this up okay. simply because this year I, I watched it on my own, like caught little bits and pieces last year and the year before. Leading up to this, Chris and I used to watch it all the time, every single summer. This year I decided, you know what, I'm going to get back into like being a super fan, watching it every single day or every single day that it airs. And the very first episode, Canon happened to be in the living room with me, watched it and got sucked in just mm. like I did that very first season. And as I'm watching him just kind of go crazy over the different contestants and the different alliances that are forming and then the challenges and just as I'm watching him become a super fan, I'm like, when did I watch my first season? And it was when I was 15. So it says here is 2000. So mm -hmm. were you 15 in 2000? Yeah. 
Okay. Born in 85. Too, did you start school a year earlier than me? Because I started Actually, sophomore year, <laughs> sophomore year in 2001. What year did you graduate? I graduated in 2004. Yeah. I graduated oh, okay. in 03. So you were a year before. Uh-huh. Okay. So, yeah. So it was middle school for me, um, but the last year of it. So ninth grade. Um, but yeah, I remember the chicken man. Mm-hmm. And I remember like actual fans of the show paying planes to fly messages yes. over the, yeah. <laughs> the thing the, saying like the... don't vote for the chicken man or yes. something like that. Chicken man sucks. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. And I'm like, I like the chicken man. Yep. He's a nice older guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's um there he, this season is kind of hard to watch only, only because what? Just said Big Brother the butthole of reality TV. <laughs> That's funny wow. right there. That's some good stuff. <laughs> Look, Big Brother, though, is happening everywhere. So maybe maybe he just doesn't like Big Brother from Australia. Possibly. Yeah, that's fair. Um, okay, but listen, this year, it seems like the cast is all a bunch of middle school girls. There is one from Australia. Wow. Yeah. Um, middle and... school girls. <laughs> There, yeah, because there was this whole alliance of girls, get this, and one of the girls is a beauty queen, okay? Mm-hmm. She was a former Miss something, I don't remember what, which state, okay? She's super kind, very sweet, has this closet full of really elegant clothes, and she's like, anything that I wear, guys, once I wear it one time, you're free to wear it. Go through my closet, <laughs> wear anything that you want, okay? Just a really genuine nice girl and guess who the girl is that's been left out of the quote-unquote girls girls alliance that's what they call themselves girls girls they walk around the house all the time girls 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 i know i hate it so much i agree with tristan (laughs) so just that alliance this season has been like a i'm i'm Instantly taken back to middle school and reminded of why I was friends with more boys than I was girls. But Mo. it's nice because the Girls Girls Alliance has been broken up. So anyway, Mo. what? There are 60 different versions of Big Brother. That's all because the world. it's an amazing reality show. <laughs> it 60 is different everywhere. countries have come up with their own series, their own version that it's oh my gosh and can i also say that it's kind of crazy that julie is still the host like since really season one i think i mean jeff is still the host of survivor and yeah phil is still the host of amazing race but liberia africa albania angola arabia australia belgium brazil bulgaria canada china croatia denmark finland germany greece hungary indonesia mexico mongolia netherlands nigeria norgi Norge, never heard of that, N-O-R-G-E, is that a place? Panama, Poland, Portugal, Romania, Slovenia, <laughs> South Africa, Sverige, also don't know that one, Sweden and Norway, Switzerland, Subodj, Thailand, Turkey, U.S., U.K., Ukraine, Vietnam, then there's Big Boss, Biggie 237, Bolshoi Brat, 
Gran Hermano, uh, Argentina, Colombia, uh, Del Pacifico, Ecuador, Spain. Uh, you just butchered the Spanish <laughs> language. I want you to know. Grand Hermano. Ha, ha, Halgadal. Loft Story, Quebec. Pinoy, Big Brother. Secret Story, France. Secret Story, Lithuania. Peru, Portugal, Spain. Valo Vilag. Viliki Brat. And Velki Brater. <laughs> <laughs> it's everywhere. Holy cow. <sighs> Uh, Trishan said that not only did they have the Australian Big Brother, but they also had stream or playing the UK and the US versions there as well. So they had three different countries worth of Big Brother where they're from. Okay. Vilky Butter, yeah. Vilky Butter. (laughs) Vilky Butter. All right. The thing that I love, which we're going over in the segment, and that's my fault for reading all those countries, Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) is Max Malo, which I meant to bring some for Mo to taste, and I'm really bummed that I didn't. But it is a keto, paleo, uh, diabetic-friendly marshmallow. It has zero net carbs. It has zero sugar. An entire bag is 90 calories. They're like little squares. They kind of look they kind of look like tofu squares, honestly. But they're squishy. They're marshmallows. They're, they're, they're almost perfect consistency. They are almost perfect flavor of a marshmallow. Like, they're dang good. They're real dang good. And they don't give you any tummy troubles. I was with you all the way until you said <laughs> so it looks like tofu, tofu squares. <laughs> it does look like a tofu square. <laughs> Keep your marshmallow. But they're really, really good. So if you're in the if you're in the market for a sugar-free marshmallow, I I don't know if they're vegan or not, Shane. But I think they might be. Now that you mention it, I'm trying to remember if it has vegan on the package or not. But uh, anyway, they're really, really good. So give them a shot. Now we're moving on to things we hate. Each of us has something to share that we wish would leave this earth. Call them unrecommendations. Mo, you've been sitting on something for the whole show. What are you? I have been. Okay. I really hate it. Hate it. Well, good, because this is the segment about things we hate. Hate it. (laughs) When people say, well, when people say things wrong in general, like Illinois, he's not even listening. I'm listening. He's looking at his phone. No, I'm not. My phone's over there. (laughs) He is completely sidetracked. I'm just laying low because I know I ticked you off with the Illinois. When people say things wrong, but really, the one thing that I it really bothers me is when people say instead of in a row, they say in a roll. In a roll. Three days in a roll. It is very common here. There are a lot of local people here that instead of row say roll. And then they continue to tell me that they're right because it's like rolling. Three days in a roll, it has continued to roll. So it's not even that they're just mispronouncing it, but they think that's exactly how it is because it makes sense. Yes, yes, yes. I'm going to be honest with you, Mo. I've lived here my whole life and... I can't think of one time I've ever heard anybody say that. <laughs> you want to know who the worst is for saying it? Who? Cipriano. Well, he doesn't say anything right. <laughs> he drives me crazy. And for almost 10 years now, I have been saying, in a row, in a row, in a row, in a row. 
And he's like, no, it's in a roll. It's in a roll. Is it just him? Do you just, no. Is he the only one? No, it's like, because you're, ro- you're rolling. He's the only one that has explained it to me like that. But I've heard a lot of people who are locally from here say that. And I don't know if it's just like the dialect that's common and they just think that it's roll and not row. That's what it sounds like to them. But I've not been able. Like they came from Mexico and they don't know how to pronounce it. You all right? I'm about to lose it on Tad. What happened? <laughs> Cowl? <laughs> what, what is what? He's picking on me. Because why? Because the way that I say cow. <laughs> Like you pronounce it with an L at the end. (laughs) Uh, It's just, you hear the L. I don't say it with an L. (laughs) I don't take a completely different word and put it in place of cow. That's how I need to start saying cow. Yeah. Cow. 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 Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Cow. Food. Food. (laughs) Cow. (laughs) Two cows in a row. In a roll. Two cows in a roll. Two cows in a row. Eating rolls. Mool. Uh, all right. Kick rocks. The thing that I hate. <laughs> <laughs> I hate news sites that are just full of articles that are just dissecting TikToks and tweets and making them a news story with comment sections and replies. So, so like the a- whole JoJo Siwa and Candace Cameron Bure thing? No, because that is more like a celebrity beef, which I can get. I get that being like an entertainment story. But it thing. wasn't a celebrity I know, beef. I know, I know, but it's in that genre of, of article. I'm saying, like, somebody posted a TikTok of their day at work at Subway, and they're like, hey, this person posted something funny about Subway. And here's what 15 people that you don't know said about it in the comment section. And like, I can just watch the TikTok myself. Why are you dissecting it like it's a story? It's not a news story. That's fair. (laughs) It's like, such and such got on their TikTok and recorded this and then said this and then this. It gives whole new meaning to. Here's how people reacted. Fake (laughs) news. It's like, and what I, there's one particular place. I think it was the Daily Dot. And that's all they post almost. There's like one out of 10 is an actual like semi news story. The rest is just this TikTok happened. <laughs> and here's what people said about it. And I go and I read their like about themselves page. And it's sitting there going all big about bringing journalism back to the people. And I'm like, this is nothing you do. <laughs> it's journalism. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're doing what everybody does on the toilet. Scroll through TikTok <laughs> and then show it to people when you get off. That's all you're doing. <laughs> like this is, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. Get some scruples. It's Get fair. some scruples, guys. I'm pretty sure they're based out of Iowa anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Mo, you're on a roll today. <laughs> I, that makes sense. <laughs> I did mean to say on a roll. <laughs> it was a joke. Really, I couldn't not say it correctly. See? Uh-huh. <laughs> hey everyone, I'm Hector Mirai, and this is Faith and Fandom 180 on LTN Radio. So this upcoming weekend, I am doing a church service at a Comic-Con. It's one of my favorite things to do. It's one of my favorite parts of doing con ministry in general. It's when a show actually lets me have like a full church service. And I'm grateful. Um, so I've been you know, promoting it and trying to make sure that people know about it even before the show's there. And uh, this past week, I received a message from someone who's planning to attend. And they asked if it was okay to wear cosplay to the church service. And in my mind, like ever since the first church service I did at a Comic-Con, there's always been cosplayers. Like, and it never even occurred to me that someone would still be hesitant about that. Um, You'd think, you know, if you're having a church service at a Comic-Con, that's kind of like an all clear to, you know, let your geek flag fly. So I responded, absolutely. And I even asked their permission to talk about the fact that they asked me about that because I wanted to be an encouragement to like literally anyone, you know, please, if you're willing to come to church at a Comic-Con, you dress how you want to dress. And as a pastor of a church that's a little less traditional than many, um, you know, we still you know, have these kind of conversations all the time, but it just was a surprise to me that even at a Comic-Con service that's in there, because I think we've drilled it into the heads of our people for so long that your appearance is directly tied to your holiness or your commitment to God. And, you know, I know that's a trite verse to use, but, you know, first Samuel 16, 7 where it says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his outward appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. But the Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And I hope that we can be a people that continue to drive home the message that in any environment, if the heart is willing to come to the Lord, that's what he's going to see, not the outward appearance. Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Row Morning Show only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcasts, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me.
work it out. A few years ago, Chris and I decided to commit time every day to our health and wellness, making wise choices in our eating habits and working out five to six days a week. During this process, we found several fitness plans that we loved and in time learned we both enjoyed the challenge of lifting weights. For myself, feeling strong was a huge motivator to continue the journey. Over time, life happened, Chris was medically retired from the military, and our workouts took a backseat. But even now, when I think back to that time in our lives, I remember it fondly. It was during that time where I regularly pushed myself out of my comfort zone and experienced growth. Just like exercise, lifting weights, building muscles, and becoming physically fit, our Christian walk is a process of growth. I'm so thankful Jesus instructs us to come to Him just as we are, imperfect and weak. I love the way Isaiah puts it in chapter 1, verse 18. Come now, let's settle this, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, I will make them as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, I will make them white as wool. Just as I was incapable of simply manifesting a physical endurance and toned strong muscles, I'm also incapable of salvation and sanctification on my own. It requires a surrender of self, dedication to the goal, understanding of growth, and a desire to be more than I was prior. Make the time and be devoted to your relationship with Jesus, and before you know it, the areas where you once felt weak, you will experience strength. Work out your salvation through prayer and accountability in order to stand strong in your faith. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. Last week was the first, uh, well, the first real San Diego Comic-Con since the pandemic started way back in 2020. And uh, well, gosh, a lot was announced and we are going to kind of take a look at everything uh, that it's on its way in the near future. And uh, we're going to start with movies. So let's let's dive into this section here. <clears throat> so, first of all... Can you bring it up on my side so I can see as you read I can do that, yeah. Give me, give me a second here. That'd be cool. Here we go. Okay. Nice. So first off, let's talk about Bruno? Marvel, which most people are aware of, so we won't spend a thousand years here, but there are a lot of things that they announced. So this was a really, really big panel, a really big reveal, because it was several years ago when... Kevin Feige got up and basically released Phase 4 and showed you know, all the movies and TV shows that we've had pandemic forward, pretty right. much, um, which, you know, 2020 stopped everything. We didn't have anything in 2020 from Marvel, which was really weird because we were supposed to have like three things. <laughs> so it pushed everything back and it also mixed up some of the stuff coming out of the pandemic. But... <clears throat> Uh, this time around, not only did we finish out phase four, but he announced phase five, which was a bit, you know, there's a video going around of like the reactions of uh -huh. when these came up and, you know, everybody's losing their mind, but we got Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, which I saw a bootleg, uh, bootleg video <laughs> of the trailer from someone that was in the crowd. And this is a trailer that's not supposed to be released. Um, and 
the 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 Ant Man franchise is going from the goofy comic relief movie mm-hmm. to this is the big bad, this is the big deal. We're seeing the guy that's going to be the new Thanos in like full display kind of movie. Mm-hmm. So like this is the big start of this new rolling story for the finale. Uh, Secret Invasion is starting uh, in spring, and that's going to be a Disney Plus show with uh, following the the storyline of the Scrolls, which we first saw in Captain Marvel, which were the people, the green mm-hmm. green guys that can change into other people. Uh, this following the comics, the comic story was about discovering there's a whole bunch of Scrolls on on you know Earth, and we haven't known about it. And so I'm assuming it's going to be a similar, supposed to be kind of like a darker show, going to have more of the the vibe of uh, Captain America Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. like conspiracy-esque kind of seriousness to it. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, that's coming out really soon. It's supposed to be the last Guardians of the Galaxy uh, movie. Very excited for that. Loki Season 2 is coming out on Disney Plus uh, next year. You watched Loki, didn't you? You haven't watched Loki yet? No, oh, it's the best one, though. Is it? Yeah, it's really good. Well, in my opinion, it is, but it's really good. All right. Uh, Echo is coming out. Don't know a whole lot about that. Marvels is coming out, and that's the sequel to Captain Marvel, and this will feature uh, Ms. Marvel. Mm -hmm. Sorry, my throat (laughs) gurgled. Ms. Marvel from the latest Disney Plus show, uh, which I loved. I think it was very cute. Um, And then it'll also feature Monica Rambeau, who uh, was in WandaVision. Right. Uh, so it's going to be, that'll be a fun a fun show for sure. Blade is coming out, Vampire Hunter. That that movie's going to be coming out uh, next year in November. Ironheart, uh, who we're going to see in this phase in the, the Black Panther Wakanda Forever movie that comes out this November. We're going to be introduced to Ironheart. Uh, I don't really know the whole story of Ironheart other than she becomes the new de facto Iron Man in the comics for a little while. Iron Man uh-huh. character. Mm-hmm. Uh, Agatha, Co- Coven of Chaos, which Agatha being the character from WandaVision that we both love. Mm-hmm. Uh, it used to be called House of Harkness, but they changed the title to Coven of Chaos, but still don't really have much details on what it is. We don't know if it's after WandaVision, if Wanda will be back in the show mm-hmm. at all, or if this is supposed to be an origin story, but we kind of got her origin story in one of the episodes of WandaVision, so I don't really know if they're going to go for that. I'm excited. I have it. no idea what it's going to be, but I love uh, the actress in that, so it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Captain America New World Order with uh, first movie with um, Sam as Captain America, and so that's going to be oh, fun, that's too. Right. Yep. Daredevil Born Again. Now, this is an interesting one, because this is the Daredevil from the previous Netflix show, which we didn't really know if it was going to be canon in MCU or not, uh, but apparently it is. Of course, he cameoed as his lawyer self in uh, the latest Spider-Man movie, but he's going to get his own Disney Plus series, and it's going to be the longest one yet. It's going to be 18 episodes, pretty much a full season of a show. Hmm. So I'm excited for that, too. And then Thunderbolts is coming out to round out Phase 5. And Thunderbolts is like the Dark Avengers, essentially. Um, You did see Falcon and Winter Soldier, correct? Some. Some of it? Okay. You remember, like, the new Captain America guy? Yes. He should be one of the key folks in there. Pretty much anybody that uh, 
that uh, Elaine from Seinfeld recruited is <laughs> supposed to be in this movie. <laughs> Nice. Uh, and then Feige went on to um, announce parts of Phase Six. So we laid out a whole calendar on the screen, and there were like eight spots that they did not fill here that I believe they're supposed to fill at D twenty three in September, Disney's big expo mm-hmm. that they do. But he did announce it'll kick off with the Fantastic Four movie, which we've all been waiting for. And he has clarified it's not an origin story because we've already had two of those. This will be similar to. Uh, some of the Spider-Man and the fact that they're just going to pick up with him already being heroes kind of thing. And then he showed us the two big movies that are going to wrap it up. Uh, similar to how Infinity War happened, and then there were two projects in between, and then it was Endgame. We're going to have Avengers, the Kang Dynasty, which Kang is the new big bad that we were talking about. Uh, that was in Loki, and it was Quantumania. And then... Two more projects that we don't know what they are, and then it'll end with Avengers Secret Wars, which is a big multiverse-spanning comic book event in the Marvel history. Actually, I think there was two of them, Uh, but giant, giant, giant uh, project, which could see the return of Tony Stark's Iron Man. Uh, the original Captain America from different multiverses for these one-off spots. Mm-hmm. Like it could be a really, really, we could see the two Spider-Men from uh, the two previous Spider-Men again. Mm-hmm. Like this could be a really, really big deal if they make it a big deal. could be bigger than Endgame and Endgame was huge. Mm-hmm. So I hope they pull it off. My head is kind of hurting. <laughs> and there's still eight movies. We don't know what yeah. eight movies and projects that we don't know. Uh, all right, so that was a lot already. <laughs> but uh, let's see what else we got movie-wise. We've got most of these things were Marvel. I mean, most of the movie things were Marvel. Before uh, you go any further, though, or yeah. you've got a really good question over in the chat. Uh, could this introduce X-Men as well? So I don't know if this is going to introduce X-Men or if X-Men is going to be one of those eight projects in Phase 6. I feel like it is. I feel like we've already seen rumors of a show or a movie called The Mutants, which is supposed to be the start of this, and that might be one of the projects that they announced at D3 official, D23 officially. Um, I'm hoping we see X-Men before Secret Wars, because I really don't want to wait until 2025, 2026 to see the X-Men in action. Um, we've been teased a lot, uh, you know, enough with all the different X-Men things since WandaVision, which, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've been teased so much <laughs> with Quicksilver, Quicksilver, but not really. I mean, it was <laughs> so sad. Uh, and so I, I hope they don't wait all the way to Secret Wars, but they might. I don't know. They might. I don't know. I'm trusting Kevin Feige has a plan. <laughs> but it's uh, a good way to keep long term fans. Yeah. I mean, hanging yeah, but, around. But I mean, at the same time, it's a good way to tick long term fans off, too, if we just yeah, got to keep kicking the can for down us the road. To, like, quit? I don't know. No. <laughs> What else are we going to do? <laughs> uh, so the other the other big trailer that actually had me super excited, and I'm not really into this uh, genre all that much at all, is the Dungeons & Dragons trailer. Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves, starring Chris Pine. Uh-huh. Looks so dang good. So dang good. I've heard a lot about it. Yeah. A lot about it. Yeah. I'm I'm I like I want to see this movie so bad and I have never played Dungeons and Dragons. I barely care about it. 
I kind of want to play a game, but not so much that I'm really trying. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, I feel exactly the same. I kind of want to play a game mm-hmm. because just the whole aspect just to experience of it. it. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it's also it. It sounds really amazing and super cool, but also super intimidating. It's super intimidating, very scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, we got a couple DC movies as well. We had the new Black Adam trailer, which I'm excited about. The big one though was Shazam's sequel, Fury of the Gods. Shazam. That trailer was fantastic. That movie was a good. It was so long ago though. It was, uh, that movie happened so long ago. The sequel's coming very late. Uh, I feel like, but I'm excited that we're gonna have it. John Wick 4 had a preview. Have you seen the John Wick movies? Yeah. Do you like the John Wick movies? You don't like them? Oh. It's not my genre of movie at all, but I love those movies. So I'm super stoked for 4. Teen Wolf, the movie. That's that's your thing. It didn't didn't really grab me one way or the other. Yeah. But uh, for the most part, it was Marvel. Marvel took the lead the entire time. Yeah. Uh, this year, we're going to have, like I said, a Wakanda Forever is coming out. And then we also have the She-Hulk series on Disney+, Plus, which... I'm pretty excited about that. I mean, I know there's been there have been some criticism of the CGI, and I'm hoping they'll fix that. I don't know. Disney Plus series kind of rush with the CGI stuff. So sometimes it doesn't look all that great. I'm looking at you, Luke... In uh, in Mando in season two, I'm but. just excited to be able to finally like uh, relate to a superhero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're totally She-Hulk. I know. Yeah. I it. <laughs> oh man, we're gonna look at the TV shows that were announced. Uh, now we kind of talked about a few of the Disney Plus Marvel things uh, in the previous uh, discussion. But let's look at some of the other stuff that's going to be coming out. Uh, I did see the DC Sandman trailer. Is that one of the trailers you watched? Mm-mm. It was probably good. <laughs> Cause it, that I didn't watch it? Yeah. Yeah. Because it... Oh. I'm not a big fan of the Sandman comic, and it seems from people who know more than me that this might look pretty true to the Sandman comic. But it just is not my cup of tea. It looks rough. (laughs) It looks like it'll be too intense to watch, tiring to watch. Let's put it that way. Okay. You know, you know, those shows that are just—it's just a lot. It's just too much. Uh, Interview with a Vampire is uh, getting rebooted, I guess. Well, it's becoming a television show, right? As As a television show, yeah. Which. Another one of those things is like, eh, okay. I feel like it's reaching at this point. It wasn't that great of a movie. Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power also hasn't really been getting all the best press because uh, they seem to be going in weird directions and doing some things that don't seem to line up all that well with the original Lord of the Rings stories. So I don't know about that either. None of those is getting me excited. Uh, House of the Dragons. I mean, just, it feels feels like we're in a loop. Yeah. Of shows. Uh-huh. We've <laughs> new Walking Dead TV miniseries. Yeah. <laughs> We've apparently reached the end of our creativity, and so we're having to go back and 
and just rebirth <laughs> things mm-hmm. at this point. Tales of the Walking Dead, the uh, the final season of the Walking Dead. Star Trek Picard. Yeah, see, there's (laughs) nothing new. Now, Star Trek Picard is pretty exciting because this is the final season of the show, of the experiment that they've been doing, which I think has been mostly mostly well-received. I've enjoyed the first two seasons, but this one will reunite pretty much the whole remaining next generation cast that hasn't already been on the show. So we've had the we've had data. Data was a key factor in the first season. And then we had Brent Spiner playing the guy that created data uh, in both the first and second seasons. I don't think he's back for the third. We had Wesley make a cool appearance in season two. And so now everybody else that's left is going to be in this last season. And they had a nice trailer with all of them kind of making their reveal and, you know, one of the quotes they'll say in the show over it. And I mean, it's, it's a, it's a good nostalgia piece and I hope they, they do justice for the final season of this. I need to go watch it. Yeah. Uh, and then Star Trek Strange New Worlds, which is the best Star Trek show on TV right now, in my opinion, and Star Trek Lower Decks, which is the animated cartoon Star Trek. That's like a comedy fan service poking fun at the whole series kind of show, which I also love, are somehow going to have a crossover episode. I don't know if it's going to be all animated. I don't know if they have cast characters that look like the the animated characters that'll be on the real show. Both? I don't know. <laughs> It'll be like Chip and Dale. But I'm, yeah. <laughs> but I'm interested. I'm interested in how this will happen. Interesting. Let's see here. Um, oh, some of these I'm just not even going to talk about. Chucky, I guess, is already a TV show, which I didn't know. <laughs> and they're getting a season two. <laughs> uh, okay, The Orville. Hulu's The Orville. Now, th- this wasn't an announcement of a new season. New season's still on still like happening unfolding right now have you ever seen the orville yet Mm-mm. so the orville is at first when it, when it was first announced it sounded like this was just going to be a total riff on star trek it's just going to be like poking fun at everything about science fiction and all that and okay. in a way it kind of does that but also in a way that's super endearing this comes from seth MacFarlane. it comes from the family guy guy Okay? Mm-hmm. And he's the captain. But this show is so much more Star Trek than most of the new Star Trek shows have been. That people keep clamoring for, like, just just make Seth Farland direct all the new Star Treks. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good show. There is, you know, there are moments of, you know, adult humor and crude, you know, crass kind of stuff, just like you would expect from Seth MacFarlane. But the heart of the show is really there. And so they had two seasons on TV and got canceled. Hulu brought it back for a third season. Uh, it's been a few years, too. I think it was long before the pandemic when it got canceled. So they brought most of the people back. And uh, this is the third season. But the big announcement was is that it's all moving to Disney+. Plus. And so it's going to be on Disney Plus now. And Hulu, I think, which is weird. Um, but that'll put it before a lot more people's eyes. Moving it to Disney Plus. Mm. So I'm excited for that. National Treasure Edge of History. 
This I'm also excited for. I mean... Did you not like the National Treasure movies? No, I did. did but you? at the same time, it's like... End a good thing. Well, they while didn't it's end it. But they good. didn't end it though. Like they left that last cliffhanger of page forty-seven or whatever it was. Yeah, and that and was how many years ago? Gosh like, darn it! If they don't wrap that up, I just had the realization that this might not even be about that, and I'm going to be really mad. <laughs> if it's not about page forty-seven. It's not. <laughs> it's not. I don't think Nick Cage is going to be in it, and that's the only thing that really, really brings it down for me. Yeah. They're really, they're still trying, I think, to get him at least to come in in the last couple episodes or something. That's not done. Um, so it's the sidekick. I don't remember his name now. The sidekick is essentially the main character. Um, but gosh darn it, if it's not page forty-seven, now I'm really going to be mad. <laughs> I'm really going to be so mad. Tristan already knows. <sighs> already Disney Plus here in Australia. It is? Oh, okay. So they didn't get Nick Plus. Nick Plus. Nick Cage. Nick Plus. I was reading Disney Plus. Nick Plus. <laughs> I'm thinking Nick Cage. Yeah. And it mixed. Mm -hmm. Bummer. You've never seen the National Treasure movies, Oriole. Oh my gosh. They're so good. They're so good. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's TV. There's a few other shows that I just do not care about. Yeah. <laughs> But that was most of it. <laughs> oh, man. We're going to talk about animation, and we're also going to talk about comics. So both both uh, animated TV series or movies and comic books. First up, we kind of talked about Star Trek Lower Decks a little bit in the last segment, but they're getting a whole new season three. They have a trailer that sets it all up. Um, they're in a really uh, odd place in this season because it kind of left them without a captain last season. And so from the trailer, I don't know how long into the season this storyline goes, but it looks like they're kind of <laughs> Star Trek Lower Decks season three kind of sets up like they're going to steal the ship <laughs> and be like a rogue pirate. Better than steal the ship <laughs> than something else. Uh, so anyway, it looks really, really fun. Like that, that whole series as just a, it's a chuckle. It's a chuckle. It's a good time. It's a good time. Huh. Uh, Avatar, which I guess this is technically animation. I was about to say, why is this in here? But I guess it is technically animation. Avatar uh, is finally coming out with a sequel. I just posted a uh, an SNL skit from 2017 about it was, it was it's one of my favorite SNL bits, but it's. Um, Ryan Gosling playing this character who it's one of their pre-produced ones that, you know, looks like movies, not live. Uh, a character who is just haunted by the fact that the Avatar logo is just the papyrus font, one of the most hated fonts in history next to Comic Sans. <laughs> and it's like he's in therapy and the lady's like, Avatar? Like the movie from nine years ago? <laughs> And this was posted in 2017. And he goes, yeah. He goes, and so now you're worried about the sequels? He goes, they're making more? Uh, and I'm like, wow, this was 2017. Uh -huh. And I remember hearing there were going to be so many sequels forever. And it's finally happening here in 2022. It's finally happening. And well, I guess it'll be 2023 when we get it. But we're finally going to get an Avatar sequel. <laughs> No, 2017 really doesn't feel like that long ago. But it was. It was five years ago already. Like, that's... It's going to be 14, 15 years in between Avatar 1 and Avatar 2. 
<laughs> we're, we're getting close to a full-grown adult <laughs> in between those. I'm not lines. an Avatar fan anyways. I didn't uh... super care for the movie, but it was neat because it was like the, like, here's how old it is. That was the first big new 3D, real 3D movie that came out when we all had these new 3D glasses that weren't the red and blue ones. Yep. And we went through that whole trend. And now that trend is dead. <laughs> That's why they <laughs> That's waited long so long. <laughs> That's why they waited so long. And I wonder, are these movies going to be in that real D anymore? Yeah. <clears throat> but anyway, mm-hmm. Spider-Man Freshman Year was showcased, which is an animated in, um, Spider-Man movie that... When initially announced, it was supposed to be, or I mean, it was presented like this was going to be the, um, it was going to be the, 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 the origin story that we didn't get with this version of MCU Spider-Man. Like we were going to see how he became Uh Spider-Man and all this, but now, now it seems like it's going to be adjacent to the MCU, like a multiverse story, because it's got Norman Osborn in it, and it's got Doc Ock in it, and it's got Daredevil in it, who he has not met yet. Mm -hmm. And those other two people don't exist in this universe, because they were from the other. There's no Norman Osborn here. There's no Oscorp in this MCU. And so it doesn't look like it's going to be that at all. And so it's got me thinking, why do we need this then? It's they just, just messed a, it up. just That's a random all. Spider-Man cartoon. They just messed we it up. We don't need that. So I'm upset about that. Yeah. X-Men 97 is coming back. Now this one looks like it's going to be really good. Rounding out the original X-Men uh, cartoon that everybody loved. Uh, Disney Plus also fixed the order of it. I got, it got The last season got aired out of order. And then it's always been presented on DVD in the order that it aired. And then it got on Disney Plus in the order that it aired. But the story doesn't make any sense in the last few episodes. Okay. And so they finally fixed that. Marvel's What If Season 2 is coming out, which I believe is also supposed to feature the the episode that did not make it into Season 1, featuring Gamora and Iron Man which we saw in the finale as a part of the big thing, but we never saw their, like, their episode. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see their episode. If not, that'll be sad. <laughs> <laughs> I Am Groot's little uh, cute mini adventures is going to be coming out. You saw a little preview for that. It's going to, and it looks like it's just for kids. I mean, it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't look great to me, <laughs> but I think my kids will love it. Uh, I'm kind of excited about it. <laughs> Teen Titans Go! Is uh, gonna have Zack Snyder on as a guest star. I'm really offended right now. I just want you to know that. I don't appreciate you shaming me. Uh, Dragon Ball Super movie is coming. Um, I'm not a big into Dragon Ball, but I know there's a lot of people that are. So be happy. <laughs> Gremlins: Secret of the Mogwai. Uh, why do we need more? I don't know. <laughs> Why do we need more gremlins? <laughs> I think it's way. Mogway, maybe. I don't know. Okay. I, we, I don't, I, we don't need it. This doesn't need to be a thing. <laughs> I don't remember. Let's move on to comics. Not a whole lot of news in the comics uh, sector, sector 
which is sad because it's San Diego Comic Con. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> it's so much more than comics, Matt. Uh, but uh, DC, DC Comics is currently starting a thing called Dark Crisis. Uh, and it's got like this dark multiverse around it. And, uh, of course it was announced that, yes, this is going to be another crisis on infinite earths thing that they've been doing since the eighties. Every big, almost every big event, big universe crossing DC event turns out to be a crisis of some kind among those crisis storylines. There's only a handful that I can remember that weren't. One of them was um, Blackest Night, which is one of my favorites, the the Green Lantern-centered one. But, like, I don't know, Convergence was kind of crisis-related. Final Crisis, Infinite Crisis, Crisis on Infinite Earths, Zero Hour, Crisis in Time, Heroes in Crisis, <laughs> Identity Crisis... <laughs> Uh, dark crisis <laughs> uh, or dark metal crisis or whatever it was. This is dark crisis. Um, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're all crises. We were supposed to be done with the crises. It's crises, <laughs> not crises. Crises and we're still back to another one. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't really liked any of them since final crisis. So we'll see. Only we'll people see. who live in Illinois have crises. <laughs> But it does seem it does seem like the only reason they do these anymore is to draw fans back in because they are fun. These events are fun, but it seems like DC is just struggling for please, <laughs> please read us. <laughs> Our movie division is going down the drain. Please read the comics. Uh, let's do what you got to do. <laughs> uh Power Rangers. Power Rangers are getting... Go, go, Power go, Rangers, Rangers comic books have been killing it since they started. Uh, and they had a cool team up with the Ninja Turtles in the comics. And they're going to have another one of those. So that's exciting. And then one of the biggest comic series for the last year was the Teenage Mutant, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The last... Two and a half shell. <laughs> the last Ronin. Uh, and apparently that is going to continue. That was so popular. They're going to keep it going with a new comic book series. A lot of people are super excited about that. So all that being said, Brother Mod says Identity Crisis was super good. That was the one that Brad Meltzler wrote. And that one is really good because that's like a that's like a crime drama with superheroes. Like it was really good, like a murder mystery crime drama. I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. And then later on, Booster Gold uh, traveled back in time and actually fixed like a continuity error in the thing uh, by accidentally bumping a telephone <laughs> or something like that, making a noise. Like it's, I mean, it's good. It's good. I liked it a lot. But those were the uh, the big things. Those were the big things. Very exciting. A lot of stuff uh, announced. It was just really cool. I mean, I wasn't even there, but it was really cool to see all the photos, all the videos, all the snuck videos that weren't supposed to be videoed. <laughs> all of that stuff from a proper San Diego Comic Con again. Uh, it just if this this is one of those few things that have happened since pandemic started dying down that makes me feel like okay we're getting we're, we're back to normal you know it's like okay the world is at peace again 
Can I admit something? You can admit something. Since the pandemic, mm-hmm. whenever I hear of a Comic-Con, mm-hmm. regardless of where, mm-hmm. I immediately think of Gypsy Blanchard. I mean, what? Do you not know who Gypsy is? I don't think so. <gasps> Sorry. So. Explain. <laughs> Gypsy Rose Blanchard was a girl who um, her mom had Munchausen's disease. And so her mom raised her to believe that she was deathly sick, um, that she couldn't walk, that she had to eat through a feeding tube. Um, essentially, it was a form of abuse. And when Gypsy Rose became an adult, she... Um, ended up ending her mother's life and is currently serving time in jail for that. Mm -hmm. But her mom used to take her to Comic-Cons all the time. She would dress her up in whatever superhero or princess or anyway. So just watching the documentaries, the many documentaries that have been put out over the pandemic, that's what I think of now. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> that went so many places. I know. That I did not expect. You should really look into it. It's actually a very interesting story. And she's getting out in a year. And she just got married. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't take it. <laughs> I mean. Oh. Uh. So um, I was watching a comedian because we're talking about end of the pandemic kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I was watching a comedian talking about Joe Biden getting COVID a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And he goes, you know, not happy that he got it and, you know, hope he recovers just fine. And he said, but this is kind of COVID's last shot because if you don't take down Joe Biden, nobody should be afraid of you anymore. <laughs> Like, you're done. COVID's done at that point. And Joe Biden's fine, so <laughs> I think we're done. I think we can take off the masks on the airplanes. I think we're good. Just wrap it up. Everything, every little last bit of the COVID crap that's that's hanging in there, let's just knock it out. We're done. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, speaking of that, my mom has been terrified of catching it the whole time and she's never caught it and she keeps finding out that she's been like in a car with somebody who had covid this is like the third time it's happened like i was i was driving around with her all day and she went to the doctor the next day and found out she had covid am i gonna get covid I'm like i don't know mom you should probably stay home for a few days <laughs> see if you have any symptoms but apparently there is one blood type uh-huh. that rarely gets it they've been saying this from the beginning right and apparently the uh, the diabetes drug metformin also helps people not catch it. And so she's got that blood type and she takes metformin. And I think she just has the perfect combination of that's making her immune. Because I know, I know for a fact she's been exposed a dozen times or more over the past three years and just... Keeps escaping, 
keeps not catching it. Interesting. Yeah. Well. Anyway, mm -hmm. that wraps up our discussion on Comic-Con. <laughs> We wrap up all of our shows with Memory Verses. Mo, what do you got for us today? The Memory Verse for Monday, August 1st, is Mark. Why did Mark sound weird? Saying Mark, Mark. for some reason. Mark. Mark 1230. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The Memory Verse for Tuesday, August 2nd, is Proverbs 16, 9. The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. The memory verse for Wednesday, August 3rd, is John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. That's going to do it for the Back Row Morning Show this week. You just heard episodes 497 through 499. <laughs> That's 497 through 499. <laughs> we air our daily morning shows exclusively on LTN Radio, LTNOnAir.com, every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. You good? I had an involuntary hiccup that just came out of nowhere. Took over his body. If you miss a day or can't catch the show live, you can find the weekly podcast every Thursday afternoon by searching the Back Row Morning Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the podcast apps. We'd also love a good review and five stars. Do it and you're cool. Check out lovethynerd.com. It's positively jam-packed with articles, podcasts, and videos that cover a wide range of nerdy topics. And just like any ministry, we are largely supported by those willing to partner with us financially. I am actively working to make LTN my full-time job, but in order to do that, I need people who will join my partner team. I have a handful of awesome folks already who help support me in this ministry, and I'm extremely grateful and honored. And if you would like to join these amazing people, visit lovethynerd.com slash radio mat or reach out to me directly love thy nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization and your gift is tax deductible you can follow us on all the socials at the back row ltn and if you really want to get into the show even literally join us at backrowdiscord.com and watch along when we record on twitch twitch.tv slash LTN on air. Lastly, LTNCon 2022 is fast approaching and early bird pricing ends on August 15th. I'm going to be there. Mo's going to be there. Mo's kid that is always bugging us is going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, her whole family is going to be there. My family will be in the city, but not at LTNCon. Uh, but we will have a whole host of LTN folks there. We're very, very excited. Early bird pricing ends in two weeks, essentially. So get in while the getting's good. Go to ltncon.info today. That website has been uh, largely updated with all kinds of uh, information of speakers and panels and guests. We're going to have uh, Sunday School Answers is going to have an Eat to Win event where there will be four tables and each table, all of you will be having lunch or dinner. I mean, we're not sure which one it will be yet. Uh, but at the same time, all four tables will be playing the Sunday School Answers Love Thy Nerd edition of the game. And whoever wins at each table gets to take that game home. 
We'll also have a couple other uh, little Sunday School things, to, Sunday School Answers things to give away. We'll have stickers to give away. Mo and I are going to be uh, on the radio live at the thing, the whole event. Um, you know, Mo will be intervie- interviewing people. I'll be interviewing people. We're hoping we're going to record a whole podcast there as well. We're trying to figure that out still as well. But I mean, we're going to be doing a lot. It's going to be fun, and we want to see you there. We want to meet up with a bunch of you there. It's going to be really cool to see a lot of you in person for the first time. So, again, ltncon.info. Learn about it. Get your tickets. Be ready to go. New Albany, Illinois. Going to be a good time. I'm proud of you. It's not Illinois. I know. It's Indiana. I know. Dang I'm it. here going. Dang it. You said it right, but Dang that's it. not the right New date. Albany, Indiana. <laughs> Which is really just a suburb of Louisville, Kentucky. I said that right, didn't I? Louisville? <laughs> Louisville? Louisville. There you go. Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> Louisville. Yes. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And if nobody else tells you, we promise it's true. Jesus, Jesus loves, loves you, nerd. The Backroom Morning Show is proudly a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. The show is hosted and produced by Matt Coker and Megan Oaks. The show is edited by Matt Coker. Discord buds participate in the show through backrowdiscord.com. For more episodes, visit lovethynerd.com slash backrow.